putting a little note in on this episode, and I will probably put this little tack in on a couple of episodes, but because I don't cuss a lot, I think my podcast gives off that air of not being explicit in language. And I had to mark the entire podcast explicit because I know there are and there will be some episodes that have some foul language in it. Foul language. Do people say that still? I just wanted to let you know this episode, there is foul language. So if you are somebody who is not expecting that because of how some of these other episodes have been and how I generally talk, you may want to put your headphones on. And make sure your kids aren't around you. Okay? You've been warned. This is the Daddy Unscripted Podcast. My daddy made this for you to listen to. So we all hope you like it. He paid me good money to tell you to give him a good review on iTunes. Is that even legal? Well, I go call the child labor people. Here's my dad. All right, it is time for another Fork in the Road episode, you guys. This is with Jason Green, who, if you listen to his primary episode, you know uh, all about my connection with him and how far our history goes back. And I think we talked a little bit about our uh, rivalry as far as sports goes and whatnot. Uh, but if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go back and take a listen to that episode. It's really interesting, all of the stuff that he went has gone through in his life and what his uh, life is like as a father right now. Uh, but in this Fork in the Road episode, we are going to primarily pretty much focus on sports. So our back and forth is pretty entertaining, I think. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. For those of you who absolutely hate sports... Uh, number one, what is wrong with you? How can I help you? Let me guide you. Uh, number two, uh, you may still get a little enjoyment and entertainment out of this conversation between Jason and I because we're, I, I think, fairly entertaining, and even if we're talking about sports. But for those of you who do like sports, uh, this should be a very entertaining conversation. It's a lot about uh, the Lakers and because Jason loves the Lakers and he loves the Los Angeles Rams football team that is returning now to the area, uh, formerly St. Louis Rams. So we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we talk about some 80s basketball and where my road has gone for my former complete passion of the NBA. We talk a little baseball, uh, very little because Jason hates baseball. Uh, but I think this is a kind of an interesting fork in the road regardless. So uh, have a listen and I hope you enjoy it. I have not, I, I have uh, good control over that. But the worst is when you wake up from the dream where you are peeing ah. in utter fear that you are doing it. In your, because that was always yeah. the one that got me when I was a kid was. Yeah. I was out there peeing. What am I going to do in real life? I'm going to pee my bed. Uh, okay, so this is the official Fork in the Road episode with Jason Green, who we just had in for a normal episode. Welcome back, Jason. Thanks. It's great to be here you again. You actually did stand up and you're, walk away. Yeah, so no, you're, I'm not you're, lying. You're looking fantastic. So oh, you look great. Bad. You look Thank even you. better than the first episode. By the way, have you, I mean, uh, so so assuming that not all of your viewers, listeners, 
mm-hmm. um, know who you are. Yes. Have you described yourself to your listeners? Do they uh, know who they're listening to? Um, well, if I was to do it, I would get yeah. yelled at by my wife because okay. so here is the, it, it, if I'm going to describe myself to somebody, I would have to go with somebody that people would know. Makes right? sense. So okay. you would go for your like celeb lookalike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, yes. I got a lot of Polly Shore, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And uh, when I was even younger than that, I got uh, what is the it? It was one of the magicians, like not Doug Jennings, but one of those kind of older magicians. Okay. okay. Um, not the watermelon guy. No. Uh, what the, is his name? Oh God, I can't remember. It's a one. I'm going to Google who's the watermelon okay. guy right now. While you're doing that, I, as I've gotten older, with my job at First American, I had to go to uh, the Dominican Republic. Okay. And when I was there, the guys that were there were so insistent that I was pig vomit. Pig uh, vomit? Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Okay. So that has been my thing. And Gallagher. By Gallagher, way. yeah, is the watermelon guy. So Paul Giamatti, like, he's not the most handsome man on the planet, but I don't think he's, I mean, there's some pictures that don't do him justice, but I've got a bald head, which I embrace. Mm-hmm. I shave mm-hmm. down and just kind of deal with do it. Do you bick it? I don't bick it. My wife does not like the bicking. So okay. I go okay. I go with a zero. Like okay. I'm all the yeah, way yeah. down. Yeah. Um, and I usually have a beard to kind of cover up my uh, secondary chins, uh, <laughs> which I grow. So, um, but I, I like having a beard. So that's okay. kind of how I look. If yeah, you you've look had at my a lot podcast, of facial hair of, over yeah. the years. So, yeah, I did have the uh, mustachio, the curly. Mm-hmm. Mustache, which I loved, yeah, uh, for a, for quite a while. See, but, this is who I see. Oh yeah, I could if I did a mustache and some sideburns, I could see him. So this is uh, Tobias Funke. Tobias Funke from yeah, the anal rapist, which he is uh, David David Cross. David, David Cross, Cross yes, yeah. uh, whose comedy is. Oh, he's oh, phenomenal. He's hilarious. Some points, it's almost too much for me. I I can be weak sometimes. I yeah. will admit it. Um, but I, I do love is, David Cross. Oh, that Arrested Development so is one of my favorite shows yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. I figured with us, I mean, there's a, we did talk about this as well uh, previous yeah. during the prep fluffing, mm-hmm. uh, was the many, many things that we could discuss, be it film, Mm -hmm. uh, be it music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think pretty, pretty much the ones that we should either go, we could do a little bit of music, but I think sports is probably a lot better because you are so versed in both football and really in basketball. I like uh, basketball a lot. A, a real lot. Le- yeah. You like basketball the way I like baseball. Yeah. Which is funny because you I hate, hate baseball. baseball. And I don't I don't hate basketball, but it's not that I hate baseball. I'm just I'm just bored by it. Yes. You know, baseball I actually love going to baseball games mm-hmm. um because there's beer there mm-hmm. and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a good time to hang out with people. It's typically sunny. 
you know, in, because baseball players are pussies and they don't play in, in any kind of weather. Uh, I mean, you know, look, basketball, well, play, basketball players play inside. So yeah, 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 yeah. But um, no, I mean, I, I love going to baseball games, but I just like to me, like baseball is it's like golf. It's a great sport to take a nap mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know, whereas just, I can I literally oh, there's that word again. And I did yeah, it early you, in the you episode that a lot. That's OK. We can edit this out. I'm really we'll trying not to post uh, when I Uber drove. Mm, you Ubered while I was driving a couple weekends ago. I real this is when I really realized that it's being overused. I was driving a high school girl uh, from one house party to another, and she was talking to her friend, <laughs> and she said literally probably every seven to ten words. Yeah, and the time I knew that she was saying it too much was when she said that she literally died, is and it, I was is gonna literally the her. new like. It it kind of is. I think a lot of people are starting to. I literally was. Yeah. I became the Hulk. Literally. Oh, you did not really. No, That's actually know. not what that word means. Yeah. We could do uh, a whole po- podcast on people just butchering the English language. You you are the kind of person. You are a TV show waiting to happen because you are <laughs> kind of like the. I think you will be an amazing old man. Mm. Which is, I already am an old man. <laughs> well, I mean, much older because you will be able to be, I think, you are bitter in a humorous way. Yeah. Wait till I'm think, just not humorous yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it is just completely in your bones when you're an old man, yeah. I think you will be amazing. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm actually, I actually really look forward to my dotage, you know, just mm-hmm. sitting on the porch in a rocking chair, just, yeah. just, just trashing Yelling everything at and everyone. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I won't be an old cranky mm-hmm. guy. I'm hoping I'll be an old funny guy, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be like, uh, I don't know, Billy Crystal and the Princess Bride. Yes. You know, I to glaive to glaive. <laughs> he said to blave. <laughs> uh, me, I, I always, say Larry David is kind of his character in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I very much feel akin to, and, uh, yeah, unfortunately for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like I could be that guy, uh, who's just sitting in a movie theater. Do you, what, did you watch that show at all? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, he just, he, to me, he reminds me of, of Woody Allen. Oh my God. There's an episode early on. It's one of the first episodes and he has, he goes to the movies with a friend of his wife's and he is wearing these pants that basically give him, which is funny that I feel so akin to him because I created the code word for this with Josh and Josh with your brother, Josh and our friend, Josh, Mm -hmm. uh, which I came up with two different words, which was, Pecoy, which was penis decoy. Okay. Or what was the other one? Oh, where one? you sit and you get the little. Yeah, you sit and your little flap goes up in your pants. <laughs> That's from the zipper. And yeah. You know, button fly jeans don't do that. Don't do that, no. And uh, so Larry David is sitting in the movie the next pecoy. to this woman and is he's wearing these pants and he's like having to blame it on his pants because she keeps thinking that he's Sporting got some wood. wood next. Yeah, it's hilarious. The pecoy, dude. So I like it. Pecoy. So anyways, we will, I think, should go into some uh, sports haven. And I almost I almost wanted, when I was thinking about this earlier, I was thinking the uh, title very well could be, or the subtitle, 
could be the episode in which Jason tries to convince me to be a Lakers fan. Ah, well, I like that. But could, I will try to convince you. It to be could a Lakers also fan. be it. It could be in general where you try to convince me to be a basketball fan again. You know the the oh well. So which both I think easier than, noble endeavors. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is is that you know you're almost a lost cause because you're a Celtics fan, which mm-hmm. means that you just don't know anything about sports <laughs> at all. Um, so, well, let me tell you the history because I don't know if I ever have really, maybe no, I, I don't have. understand your, whole or maybe you didn't with, even listen. To I don't understand your whole obsession, obsession with, with New Boston. England sports as you're sitting here, like with my I know, Red Sox, Red Sox I mean, at least there's no and Patriots gear in here. There Jesus. is not. Uh, Thank God for that. Yeah, there will be I during football vomit, season. And that would ruin your filter. Um, so uh, when I was a kid, I enjoyed rooting against my dad. Uh, and my dad was a, was a hometown fan. Mm-hmm. So he loved the Bruins, mm. uh, the UCLA Bruins, I should specify. Sorry. Copy that. And it just so happened that for a very different reason, which I won't go into, I ended up becoming a Tar Heels fan. Ah. So very easy rivalry right there. Uh, He was a Dodgers and an Angels fan, which I liked the teams to some extent, Mm -hmm. but I ended up becoming fans of their opponents. Um, At the time against the Dodgers, I was an Astros fan, which you don't really care about. It's baseball. I'm yawning. Uh, yeah, yeah, I already, yeah. <laughs> Dodgers. Oh. Uh, and at with, least you're not a Yankees fan. No, and with the Lakers, I became a Celtics fan, and mm-hmm. uh, I just loved rooting against him. And so I had the joy of at that time it being the Larry Bird era yeah. and whatever. So I had painful for your dad. I had those great years. You know, I I didn't hate the players that were on the Lakers, like I, I didn't really have hatred for Magic Johnson or right. you just hated Worthy your dad. Anything. I didn't, no, I, I loved my dad. It was just fun like yeah, yeah. having that antagonist as opposed, to, I don't know what it was. I guess it is kind of what people call the hater, the hater gene or whatever now, but I just, just had more fun rooting against him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, that just kind of carried on. And I went back and forth in my Celtics stuff uh, when I was playing basketball and loving basketball during uh, my ages from 10 to 17, I would say, safely, right? yeah. 18. Uh, I loved a, a, lo- a lot of the players I loved. I loved Dominique Wilkins like none other. He was my favorite player yeah um i liked the celtics as a team but i also really liked the hawks yeah uh and uh really dominique and i liked some of the piston a couple of the pistons players i hated isaiah thomas for the record we all do um and uh, you know there were a few players that i really really liked but i just enjoyed rooting against the lakers and then as time went on, you know, I loved Michael Jordan. He was a former Tar Heel. Yeah. Uh, and, but I never was really a Bulls fan or anything like that. And then uh, I think the furthest it went until maybe five or six years ago when I finally came back to 
kind of getting back into basketball and loving the Celtics again uh, in the heyday of KG and and yeah. all of that was Iverson. Iverson was like, and, and probably until somebody takes that role, yeah, ha, is my all time favorite player of me watching. Um, you know, as it is taking place, like I just loved him so much. The not, yeah, the, which is very funny because his personality or who he actually was off the court and a little bit on is kind of what has always kept me away from basketball because I, I, I don't love the smack talking. I don't love the gangsterization. Uh, which is not a racial whatever. I'm just saying, like, I just don't love the kind of atmosphere of, that the players create, and I don't love the flopping. I also was very big on when – I'm giving you all this so you can counter me later. Yeah. Um, I was very big on who was the ref who was getting paid to change games. What was his name? You will know. I do know, but I can't remember. Short it off the top brunette of my head. guy. Yeah. So uh, the fact that a referee could change and control a game the way that refs could in the NBA and the way that they kind of did. Donahue. Donahue, yes. Um, really turned me off. And, and that was when I was kind of like, okay, if, if all this stuff is going on and it's kind of becoming the WWF of organized sports of professional sports, because all of this other stuff is going on. You have all these sub stories that it it just felt in that way that uh, the commissioner was almost like the commissioner of the WWF and getting very involved in these dramas that were taking place and whatever. And so that made it very hard for me to stay interested. And then when, when the Celtics Lakers had their last hoorah Mm -hmm. and when Paul Pierce, who I who also is probably one of my, uh, I would liberally be able to say top twenty all time favorite players. I, I love his story. It's more who he is. It's not his gameplay. It's yeah. more the fact that this guy who got friggin' stabbed and yeah. should have died became who he you know came on to be who he was. But when that all kind of went away, it was like. All right, it, it's not the same team, and and I just didn't really have as much of a. I was able to kind of walk away from the NBA at that point. So. Well, it's interesting because you're always going to have that ability, right? I mean, you know, Father Time's undefeated, so players are always going to turn over, and so you're right. always going to have those opportunities to just kind of lose interest. And you know, I mean, especially when you know, uh, frankly, I'm I'm amazed that you kept an interest in in basketball as long as you did, considering. You know, the Celtics were god awful for yeah. 19 years, yes. you know. And I mean, you know, look, not to twist the knife, but, you know, I mean, losing Len Bias. Oh, that was the way that they did. <clears throat> you know, I mean, that, that, you know, and then, and then Larry's back. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it just, it just sent them into a tailspin and they didn't come out of, I mean, Rick Fox was their best player for six years. You know, I mean, Rick Fox, former Tar Heel, love Rick Fox, former Laker too. Yes. You know, but I mean, come on, man, if Rick Fox is your best player on your That's team harsh. for five or six years, like yeah. your team's not very good, you know? So uh, you're always going to have those, those, those moments where you can walk away. But uh, here's, here's, 
the argument that I will make for you, and and this is why you should you should return to the NBA, and and why you should return to the NBA right now. Now, yeah, um, because your team's setting up, mm-hmm. you know, and the Lakers are setting up, mm-hmm. and there's no greater rivalry in sports than the Lakers and Celtics. I mean, you talked about when you were a kid and your dad was a Lakers fan, and you rooted against you rooted against their arch rival. Mm-hmm. Bird, Magic, Celtics. I mean, those look, the 86 Celtics is the best team in the history of the NBA. And that pains me to say as a Lakers fan. But that team is fucking ridiculous. And now and 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 the thing is is that like the 84 Lakers, the 80 I mean, that's like the second best team in the history of the Mm -hmm. NBA. Like Mm -hmm. those teams just traded blows. They were awesome. Which is which both of those are huge statements right now because right now is the argument of Golden State. Golden State being not in the conversation. Being a the number if they're not number one, they are number two Shaking to the Bulls. Back and forth and vigorously. So those are very big. As statements. the New England Patriots will tell you, regular season wins mean almost nothing. That's true. Seventy three and nine is quite an accomplishment, but the reality is is that as OKC is showing us, and I mean, did did they close it out tonight? I don't know. I'm gonna I wanna check right now. Golden State's not even the they're they're not even the best team of the last five years. Golden State would get mopped up. By the, by the early, you know, by the early Millennium Lakers, mm-hmm, they'd mm-hmm. get mopped up by some of those Spurs teams, and they'd get destroyed by the '86 Celtics. They'd get destroyed by any team in the '80s. The reality is, is that you know, I love Steph Curry, I love Clay Thompson, but I mean, small ball, mm-hmm. never, mm-hmm. never. They're not even, and and it's so funny because. Sports media, these guys, I mean, you know, they, they look, they, they probably watch more games than I do, maybe. Um, but their whole existence is, is I need to write something controversial. Right, right. You know, I need oh, to yeah, write something to get page views. And so calling, calling, calling this Golden State Warriors team, you know, the best team of all time. It's nonsense. That's I mean, because ha- of win number. That's it. Can you imagine what the 2001 Lakers or the 2000 Lakers or mm-hmm. the 99 Lakers mm-hmm. would do to this Golden State team? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what Shaq would do to this Golden State team? Oh my God. They would be so destroyed. He would destroy yeah, them. Yeah, He'd yeah. average 40 points and 20 rebounds a game. Yeah. You know? And I mean, so Steph Curry's a great player, but it's so funny, like watching this Oklahoma, this this OKC series against against Golden State. Look, if you had to say, I need you don't beat Steph Curry by stopping him on offense. Steph Curry's gonna he's gonna get he's his. gonna get his points. Yeah, got, he's gonna get his. Yeah, the way you beat Steph Curry is you make him work on the defensive end. And if you had to if you had to pick a player in the league in 2016 that's gonna make Steph Curry work, that's gonna make Steph Curry's life a living hell, it would be Russell Westbrook. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook's averaging like almost a triple double in yeah, the series. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, so it, it Golden State, great team, fun to watch, love the long ball. Not even a top ten greatest team of all time. Ooh. 
Not which, even close. Which Golden State won tonight, by the way. I'm not they surprised. They won by nine. They're back they were at, at home. home. Yeah, they're back so at home. So now it's 3-2. And, and, if they, and if they win the next game, it gets very, very interesting because they'll certainly be at home in game seven. I mean, Oklahoma yeah. City is facing a must-win game in oh, game yeah. six at home, which is crazy, up 3-2, but it is what it is. And, oh, and, and Golden State could win this series very well. They could still win it if they win the next game, um, but it doesn't change. It's it doesn't change the facts. I mean, you know, last year, if Golden State had to face a healthy Memphis team, if Golden State had to face a healthy Cavaliers team, there's mm-hmm. no way they win the championship last year. A, he- a healthy or ex- or experienced together Cavs team like they are this year. The two best teams in the West last year were the Spurs and the Clippers, and they beat the piss out of each other in the first round in a seven-game series that was one of the greatest series in the history of basketball playoffs. I forgot about that. Dude, it was insane. And, I mean, look, the Clippers came out of that series, and they were done. They were hurt. They were mm-hmm. banged up. They just played a brutal seven-game series against the second-best team in the in the NBA, and they were just fodder, you know? They don't have good luck in the playoffs right now. Well, they're the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely cursed until they get rid of their uh, head honcho. They need least. to just move to Seattle and become the Supersonics. Yeah, you know. So, but anyways, to go back, um, the reason that you should be an NBA fan again right now is because the Celtics are brewing poised. something. Yeah. They got possibly the three, they got the number three pick in the draft, which they're talking about, which sucks possibly for them Ha-ha. trading up, which I don't know how they'll do that. I but, can't remember the, you know, saw some breakdown on that. Yeah, I don't. I Lakers don't see, have two. Lakers got the second pick, and that's the thing. You know, I mean, the, the Celtics have they've got some good young talent. They got a couple first round draft picks. Um, you know, they're in a good position. They've, the old guys have moved on. KG's back in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is he retired? I don't know. I, I don't care. He hasn't been relevant for five years. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, that's the thing is, it's like, it's, it's, it's out with the old and it's in with the new. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing about sports, no matter what. And with small teams like they have in the NBA, you got the quick turnover. It's a good time. It's a good time to be to be a basketball fan. Yeah, and and unless you're a fan of well, okay. So let me take a step back here, though. The Eastern Conference sucks. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was I was watching the game last night, Toronto Cleveland, and uh, they were having a conversation about the 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 commentators because it was a 40 point blowout it was a joke of a game and the commentators were like talking about how great lebron james is and one of the guys and i don't pay attention to who they are because i don't care and they suck but one of the guys was like oh well you know if you took lebron james and you put him on the philadelphia 76ers sixers the worst team in the league um what you know how would the 76ers be mm-hmm. and the other guy says if lebron james was on the 76ers, we'd be broadcasting a 76ers game right now. And it's absolutely true. I 100% agree. Really? It just speaks to how bad the Eastern Conference is. Uh, It's so terrible. You know, so, but the nice thing is, is like for the Celtics, you get a good player, you get, you got a good, you got a good young team, you got a decent coach. All of a sudden, man, you're like right back in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and you're facing the Lakers. So what do you think about Luke? I'm excited about Luke. I'm excited about Luke. I think um, I, I think he's probably a little overrated. Yeah, um, that's what I've been saying. He feels it really does feel like a little bit of a stopgap. 
I mean, the Lakers are famous for, for Homer picks yes. for coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's what they do. Um, I like Luke. I think when Luke was a player, he was, you know, he's a smart guy. He's right. got a great basketball heritage. Look, yeah. I mean, he's, 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 you know, I mean, he, he played, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's a UCLA guy. No, yep. wait, no, 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 no Stanford, no. right? Yeah, no, no, no. Arizona, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he played for a great coach there. He played for a great coach with the Lakers. Um, his dad is one of the brilliant basketball minds of our time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bill Walton, you know, I mean, say what you want about his broadcasting style, but the guy is a genius. I, I mean, love he's, Bill Walton. He's, he's the John Madden of basketball. He really is. You know? Yeah. So he has a, he has a great legacy of basketball. He had a great basketball IQ when he played for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who had almost no physical talents who still managed to have a very successful career and win a couple of championships. Mm-hmm. He was the only guy on that Lakers team who could throw a post entry pass for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a, a smart guy, I think he's going to, I think he can be a very good coach. I think that, it, it, you know, he just, he's kind of experience. Yeah. So that worries me. It feels too early. I think he's he's got no experience, and he's coming into this young group of guys who are they going to have that respect for him and really play for him the way they would maybe play for somebody else who's been doing it for at least seven years or something like that, or or somebody like, like Byron Scott. <laughs> Well, yeah, or, or, or like, you know, if I think Jason Kidd walks in and coaches a team and he's got a different level of respect than a Luke Walton. And I don't think anybody is saying, even though Luke did great, the Warriors did great underneath him, it was still the Warriors. Right. And I think there is still that, uh, little bit of how much, would could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck couldn't cut chuck wood with a coach? In yeah, the I mean NBA. it was a nice situation, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, coaching that team and that schedule and that in that point in time and and those players and you know, I think um, one of the great strengths for a coach is is to know when it's time to just roll out the balls and let the guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, but but from everything that I've heard. Luke's got a good strategic mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was smart enough to know when not to be in the way. Right. You know, he didn't try to enforce his will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and I mean, the other thing is, is in terms of like, how's he going to relate, right? Um, uh, you know, I mean, I think he's a young guy. Well, I know he's a young guy, but I think that he's going to, he's he's the same generation as these players. Right. So he does know? have that going. So he's going to, there's going to be that connection to him. My yeah. fear with Luke Walton being the coach of such a young team mm-hmm. is that he's going to, he's going to try to be their buddies too much. Right, right, right. You know, and we saw this with Byron Scott mm-hmm. too, you know, like coming out onto the floor during practice and like, and, and, and playing. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and it's, and it's when you're the coach, you got a coach. Yeah. I mean, and this, it's funny, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about dads. We're talking about yeah. being parents yeah. again, you know, yeah. when you're a parent, like, man, I love hanging out with my son, Yeah. but at the end of the day, like my word is law, Yeah. you know? And so yeah. you have to be that as the coach. And so my concern with a guy as young as Luke is that he's not, he's going to make that mistake of, 
these are my boys. Right, right. You know, I love hanging out with these guys. We've with got a Z. this great rapport. Boys with a Z. Yeah, boys with a Z for sure. Yeah. And 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 um and that's a sure with an S H O. Yeah. Um, sure. For show. Sure. For show. Sure. But yeah, I mean that's so that's that's my biggest concern. I mean, I think he's a smart dude. I think he's got a great basketball right. legacy. I think he's got a great basketball IQ. Steve Kerr's a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's hugely beneficial to work under a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, who knows, dude? I mean, here's the thing. He can't be worse than Mike Brown, Mike D'Antoni, or Byron Scott. No, yeah. So uh, the Mike minute Brown that they hired funny. him, he was the best coach that they've had in five years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If he steps on his dick, you know, then, okay, well, we can talk. But, I mean, I, I'm 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 happy with it. I, what I'm really interested to see is, is, you know, my biggest fear this offseason is, is that Jimmy Buss is going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. You know, is that Jimmy Buss knows – his ten years up at the end of this next season, according to Jeannie, he's got. Oh, really? He's got this promise. If I don't get him back to the Western Conference Finals in X amount of time, and that time ends next playoffs, then he's going to step down, and Jeannie's going to come. So, and this is worse. This is this is a lose lose in my mind because right. a then Jimmy Buss is going to try to trade his pick and all of his players for a bunch of vets that are going to get him back to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and then you're screwed. And then you're screwed because you got a bunch of guys that you can't afford that, you know, you, you signed for a one shot deal and we all know that's never going to work anyways, because teams take longer than that to gel. Right. Then the flip side of that is, is that Jimmy stands pat. He says, I like what we've built here. He gets fired because his team doesn't get to the playoffs. And then Jeannie comes in with Phil. Yep. And I love Phil Jackson as a coach. Mm-hmm. I can't stand Phil Jackson as a GM. Man. Why? He, he has tried to turn try the Knicks around, <laughs> right? <laughs> he tried to trade Kobe Bryant for, for, you know, for, he tried to trade Kobe Bryant for 36 year old Jason Kidd. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, it's Phil Jackson is terrible at evaluating yeah, talent. And, yeah. and it's like, yo, Phil, know your role, know mm-hmm. what you're good at, you know, what you're amazing at. Go find a coach, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't 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 pick players. You suck at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, before before the Lakers got Lamar, he wanted to trade Kobe for Lamar. He tried to trade Kobe for, you know, he wanted to trade Kobe for for Jason Kidd, you know, when Jason Kidd was way over the hill. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's it's that's my biggest fear. I almost feel like this season, like the the outcome is bad no matter what. Mm-hmm. The best thing I think that happens. Um, and you want some controversy on your podcast? I do. I actually like Jimmy Buss. I don't love Jimmy Buss, but I don't think Jimmy Buss is as horrible as Laker fans think that say that he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and and he stayed out of Cupchak's way when it came time to draft Bynum. And you know, I mean, Jimmy says Bynum was his pick, but Mitch Cupchak makes the draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pau Gasol trade was great. Um, you know, picking, picking D'Angelo Russell, I like, Mm -hmm. not a huge fan of Okafor. I think he's got a low motor and Mm -hmm. the guy got hurt. Yeah. You know, I like the draft picks. I like, uh, Larry Nance. I like Jordan Clarkson. These are all picks that have happened under Jimmy Mm -hmm. and whether, and I don't think Jimmy was involved, but he didn't mess it up Mm -hmm. he's made some terrible coaches coaching choices um but i mean at the time they didn't look terrible you know 
Dwight Howard, not a bad idea at the time. Steve Nash, okay, pretty pretty, bad, pretty bad idea at the yeah, time. Probably the worst bad. choice that he's made. Yeah. But but you get it, you know. Bring in the vet, the savvy vet who knows how to run, you know, run an offense. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that the guy was already past his last leg. We didn't yeah. know that Dwight Howard had the mental maturity of thirteen-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so uh, Jimmy Buss to me is not the devil that he's been made out to be. Mm-hmm. He's made some questionable choices, but you know, I mean, unless you're Greg Popovich, you've made questionable choices. Yeah, you know. And by the way, Greg Popovich absolutely screwed up in Game Six a couple of years ago. So even Greg, Greg Popovich isn't per- oh, perfect. Of course, you know. So uh, I, I feel like. You know, Jimmy's not the devil that he's been made out to be. I think if he'll just stay out of the way, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And what I would love to see is Jeannie come in and say, you know what? I actually think the team's headed in the right direction. And yeah, I know that Jimmy didn't hit his, you know, his goal, but Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to, we're going to leave him there because I'd rather have Jimmy there than, than Phil. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll happen. You know? Okay, so tell me about your – we'll flip a little. Mm. Tell me about your excitement about your Los Angeles Rams. Oh, dude. January 12th, 2016. A day that will forever be remembered. <laughs> and not just because it was the day before my birthday and I had like 80 people tell me, hey, I got you the Rams for your birthday. Oh, shoot. I think I may have been one of the you guys who did that. You D-bag. Um so pumped, man. I mean, I feel bad for St. Louis. I feel your pain, mm-hmm. you know, St. Louis Rams fan. Yeah. Um, be with me, you know. Let's just be Rams fans together. together. St. Louis, Los Angeles. Hey, man, I never lost faith when they left L.A. and they went to St. Louis. You I was still, still a Rams, Rams fan the yeah. whole time. You can be Rams fans, too. We'll just all be Rams fans together, you know. I mean, we've just doubled our fan base. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and like – uh, it's it's I'm pumped, man. I'm so geeked. Like it's so awesome. And I mean, like, and it's funny because it's not like I'm going to go to you know eight games next year. Right. I can't afford season tickets. You'll go to at least one. I'll go right? to one. Yeah. I might go to two. Yeah. I'm for sure going to opening day, and I don't care if I got to you know. Who sell are they one playing opening kids. day? I don't care. Okay. Hopefully the Niners. Um, I will Google that while you talk. <laughs> thank you. Yes. But um, but but dude, the reality is, is they're going to be on TV. They're going to be on TV. Are they going to be? Oh, hell yeah. They're going to be on TV, dude. They will. That, here's the thing. I guess that's true because it's not a. They're going to sell out. They're going to sell out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, this is the return team. They got one of the most vicious defenses in in, in football. They got Jared Goff, the number one pick. And I mean, say what you want. Like, that was probably a terrible trade to trade away like five picks to get Jared Goff. But goddamn, man, they got the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. They got the Golden Boy quarterback, you know, Stanford kid. I mean, it's like, it's just, it's so perfect. Seahawks. They play the their Seahawks first, in their, their first, first game. game of the season is the 49ers, but that's yeah, up in that's on the road Santa Clara in the stick or wherever so, the hell, Sunday, whatever shithole the Niners play in. That's actually a great. Have you been there to Santa Clara? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's yeah. beautiful. I love San Francisco. Uh, I just hate the Niners. Yeah, that's a very sad. I mean, think about how. I mean, I know it was Kaepernick. So really, like it wasn't. It was semi unsettling, but think about how. Are you talking really about the good the, that team was? Just the 
implosion yeah, of the Niners. God, oh, they God. Just, it was last off season was the most glorious thing I've ever seen. Oh. It was beautiful. Just, I mean, literally watching guys being like, you know what? I don't, I, I hate playing here so much. Mm-hmm. I retire. Yeah. I retire. Yeah. Guys are like, yeah, you know what? I could probably stay in the NFL for another eight years and make like $30 million. But you know what? I hate the Niners so much. I quit. Yeah. I loved it. I'm done. God, it was beautiful. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're like, you know, their defense is so great. If they could just get um, the offense working, they could be, they could be tough, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, I'm just, I don't hate the Raiders. I'm going to, okay. You do hate the Patriots. Oh God. I hate the, the Cheatriots. Come on. You hate the Patriots. I just, I mean, here's the thing, right? I'm a Rams fan. Right. So Mike Martz's Rams played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I mean, they cheated. They cheated. That was a, that was a three touchdown spread and somehow it's close. You've got the most powerful offense of all time that suddenly can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. So, okay. So let's talk about deflate gate. With ah, without stupid. being so, it is a joke. It's a total joke. I mean, uh, here's the here's, um, it's stupid. <laughs> this is gonna it's it's literally going. We're gonna have to have a Supreme Court decision yeah. ultimately because it's just gonna keep getting appealed and keep getting appealed yeah. and keep getting appealed. And it's going uh, it's on the one hand, I love it. Face, I think on the one hand, I love it because it's just hilarious. Right. You know, and I mean, I mean, the the fact that like the courts are involved. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's a game, right? <laughs> it's entertainment. I mean, it's like it's uh, OK. Here, let me let me put this into perspective for you. You ever played Counter-Strike? I have not. That's okay, the Arnold Schwarzenegger game, right? No, that's something else. But oh. counter, it's a video game. Okay. Um, so, so, and forget Counter Strike. But we have, we have a professional sports video game league mm-hmm. now. Yes. You know, they pack stadiums. Imagine a world where the Supreme Court is making a ruling about a video game, right? About somebody killing somebody in a video game. Right, yeah. How stupid is that? Yeah, And this is what we have with Deflategate. Yeah. We literally have courts involved with this. Why? Why do we have courts involved with this? This is stupid. It should just be a ruling comes down from the NFL, and that's the end of it. The fact that it's continuing on is like, it's nonsense. It doesn't, it it just defies it yeah. defies reason. It well, doesn't make any damn it's sense. It's basically the – it's the face-saving is, is all it is. I mean it's not even – I don't think it's even really the games. I think it's the fact that y- you have found nothing. Yeah. There is this long thing that basically says exactly that. Yeah. Yet you are uh, – actually, it's not just the face-saving. I take that back because the fact that they had their picks stripped – and that didn't get returned to them in the wake of all this. That's that's the bigger thing now. I think is to me as like as I'm thinking ahead as a Patriots fan is yeah. you've just kind of screwed with our future and over this thing that still really you have not proven anything. the The one thing is the fact that. Tom Brady didn't turn over his phone. That's really what you're going after is that this, like, not even circumstantial evidence, this 
suspicious weirdness, which a guy who is one of the best top athletes in your sport, Mm -hmm. who is a multimillionaire and has all this stuff going on, maybe has some stuff that he doesn't want coming out on his phone. Right. And is not wanting to turn it over. In either direction, the result's the same. Yeah. The NFL makes a ruling and we move on, you know? I mean, uh, and, and, and that's the end of it. Like the fact that there's more after that is crazy. Right. You know, the NFL, you know, they, they, and I mean like the fact that we even had like a third party come in and like write this big, long right. Report and do this million dollar. Like, no, yeah, no, don't do any of that. You know, just, just say, Hey, there's enough circumstantial evidence and this is a, this is a game. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? We're going to take away your first round draft pick and, uh, let's move on now. Yeah. And then everybody goes. Okay. And then we move on. And I get, you know, it's, it's a big business, but I, 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 you know, it's not, it's a game. I think if it, if it wasn't Goodell, it would all be 100% different. If it, if it was somebody else kind of levying this, uh, not only because of his history with craft, but because of just the way all of his other disciplinary action has been handed out and what what it has come down to is yeah. you know you've got somebody who who we have this video of beating his wife or whatever and and he's getting this right. and somebody who we really don't have any evidence who there there may be something sneaky that went on with these balls that they yeah. still if you found it at the end of the first half, he destroyed you even worse in the second half right. with the correct balls. Yeah. Like it's just this yeah. weird. There's a bunch of shenanigans yeah. going on. But I mean, at the, at the end of the at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter because it, look, it is entertainment. It's entertainment. And the NFL comes in and they say, here's what we decided. Yeah. And that des- that decision stands, yeah. you know, and then we move on. Yeah. And, and it's like, and the funny thing is, is that, even if it was the most harsh penalty that you can possibly imagine against the Patriots, it still would be over by now. Right. You know? Right. And and instead this is just going to drag on and on and on. And it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, and, and, but it's funny because it's, we just had a similar thing in, in the NBA with Draymond Green kicking Stephen Adams yeah, in the balls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, which is his second offense in the series. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it, look, there was another, there was another similar play in the other series and the guy got suspended for a game. Mm-hmm. And then the league's like, no, we're not going to suspend him to Draymond Green. Yeah. We're not going to suspend Draymond Green. And it's like, okay. And people are pissed. Mm-hmm. But okay, there's no Supreme Court ruling. There's no, I'm taking this to the Ninth Circuit of Appellate Judge. I mean, yeah. there's none of that. It's yeah. just like, okay, well, the NBA ruled. All right, we're done. Now yeah, let's yeah. move on, you yeah. know? But in the NFL, it's like, what? You yeah. know, and now we've got court and there's lawyers involved. And I mean, dude, the minute that you get lawyers involved, I mean, the whole thing's just a circus. Yeah. You know, it's a joke. Well, if it also, there, I mean, it's hard to, compare those apples and oranges because you're talking about if it was if you were to truly make the comparison better in basketball it would be that it was Steph Curry mm-hmm. that there was not video footage of something that occurred right and that it was uh what would be the correct mathematical breakdown right, right. that it would be you that's, know that Steph if, Curry threw a game 
Yeah, and that yeah. he would be getting suspended for what is yeah. what is uh, four of a six forty percent of the mm-hmm. Warriors games, as well as the Warriors paying so much of a fine and getting all these draft picks revoked. So it would be. Yeah. I think then if it got to that level, there would be some kind of something. But, but I mean, the there's one no, game is. I mean, it's like the malice of the palace. You know, I mean, it's just. You make a ruling and you move on, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, and, and look, I mean, okay. Love the condition, the commissioner, hate the commissioner, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's the authority. He's, he is the commissioner, you know? And so he comes in and he says, Hey, we have enough as evidence to believe that, you know, that there was cheating that happened. So you're suspended for four games Mm -hmm. and we go, well, that sucks. And Patriots fans go, well, that's bullshit. But, the four games pass and the Patriots win three of them and we move on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's the fact that we have lawyers involved in a sport. It's like, don't we have more important things going Mm on? I mean, come on. Like, can we just, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, Trump's about to be elected president and we're worried about the goddamn Patriots. Can we focus on Trump and (laughs) Sanders? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nonsense, but um, I want to just kind of put a, Put a put a ribbon on this, and take it back to basketball. You should. You, I I want you this mm. season to sit down with me four times and watch game and watch games. Okay, yeah, and, I can come. I'll to pick. That. I'll pick two, and you pick two. Okay, and uh, two two of those games though have to be Lakers Celtics games because they'll play each other twice this year. No, that's fine. Yeah, uh, we actually. So I will. I will wrap this up in a tidier bow because we're getting near the end of this fork in the road. <laughs> actually, I say it's going to be a very tidy bow, but this could potentially lead into a whole nother conversation, which I won't let it. But Missy and I both agreed on our dislike for Kobe. We just don't like the guy, mm. uh, and I'll just leave it at that. We just don't <clears throat> like him, and that was kind of. She was raised as a Laker fan, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she always liked the Lakers and you whatever. You negatively influenced your wife. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, she just n- never liked Kobe. And so, really, we watched that last game. We both— and I was there. I know. That's right. You were there. Matt yeah. was there, too. Yeah, I know. I saw him. Uh, and your brother, Josh, was there, mm-hmm. right? Were you with yeah. him or no? Yeah, Josh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we watched that game and it was the first time we had watched a game in, I don't even know how long and we really enjoyed it. And part of that enjoyment came honestly from the fact that there weren't 12 timeouts in the last two minutes. Oh yeah. NBA has got a problem. That's one of our problems with, with games and, uh, we don't love that, but, but we really did love the game and, and we both said to each other. That was fun. Yeah. Didn't you like that? Yeah, I like that. Maybe it, we can start watching basketball. Yeah, that it was a dude, that was a I mean, to be there live mm-hmm. was the most amazing. I'm that, sure. That's the most amazing sporting event I've ever been to. I'm and sure. I mean, I've not been to the Super Bowl, I've not been to the Preakness. But I mean, for me, you know, just average Joe who goes to a few games a year, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, the crowd was nuts. My voice was shot for four days afterwards. Yeah. And you know what? Kobe shot 50 times. It felt like 20. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and the thing is, is it's like, it was, and I said this afterwards, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a, who's a Lakers fan and a Kobe hater. 
And he was just like, ah, it was just a circus. It was stupid. Mm. Kobe shot 50 times. I'm like, you know what though? I was there. That was not selfishness. That was generosity. Right. Yeah. That crowd wanted Kobe to take every single yes, shot and they wanted absolutely. him to score a hundred points. Yeah. And he did every single thing in his power to give that crowd exactly what they yep. wanted. It was, I mean, look, it, it was a completely meaningless game for a team that won 16 games leading up to that one in the yeah. entire season. But I mean, it was the pinnacle of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was literally a guy just, I, I mean, dude, that's just, the guy played 21, 21 seasons, 20 seasons. And, and to score 60 points in his last game. Especially during the kind of season that he has had. I mean, it was a totally average, mediocre season. It was, there was nothing special about it. Below average. Yeah. There was nothing, there was not one special thing about the season. He probably had what? Maybe three very good games. Yeah, a few good games. Which yeah. one one had come semi recently before that. Yeah. Uh but yes, we we said we turned and said to each other, because we are not Kobe fans, yeah. uh, we said, Kobe's gone. Maybe we could be Lakers fans now. Yeah. And you should be Lakers fans too. Can I just tell you one thing? Yes. So D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson. That's two things. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you a couple more things too. <laughs> Julius Randle. Uh huh. I I love Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. I loved his dad. Yeah. I, I was a big Cavaliers fan during Dude. that time. Luke Walton, and they're going to get either Ben Simmons or or Ingram in the mm-hmm. draft. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they chase. Whiteside, Hassan Whiteside uh-huh. from yeah. Miami. Yep. Very, very hard. Miami's got a, they got a bunch of players to resign. They don't have the cap to sign Whiteside. Yep. I'd love to see them max him out. So they could potentially have Whiteside, Randall, Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, and either Simmons or Ingram, and Larry Nance Jr., and Luke Walton. That's a blazing hot team. It's completely homegrown. Those are all their draft picks. Young. They're young. Yeah. And they're going to be a team that's going to be attractive to kind of mid-level free agents. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, they're they're not a target for Durant. Right, right, you right. Know, not, yeah. not somebody like that. Yeah. Um, but if that team comes together and gels and plays well next season and wins 35 to 38 games, which I think is probably their ceiling, mm-hmm. um, next season, they're a target for a guy like Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. who's got a nice Nike contract. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Nike would love to have him oh, in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. You know? Um, and if they get him, oh my God. I mean, that's the guy that they need. Oh yeah. You know, it's uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Lakers fan. And dude, you don't want to be a Celtics fan living in Southern California. I mean, it's just, it's, there's no reason to subject yourself and your wife to that kind of torment mm-hmm. and embarrassment. You know, and I'm wearing, oh, I'm not. I was wearing my Celtics green shoes earlier, Uh, but I took them off. So the, yeah, it's, it's basically the, you know, it's very easy for me to be a Celtics fan. Yeah. Is that the brain damage? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's from the (laughs) multiple head drops. Uh, But it is, it would also potentially be very easy for me to be a Lakers fan and be here and 
this is a good time to be a basketball fan mm-hmm. and and not just a Lakers fan, a Celtics fan, but just in general, I think the the level of talent in the league is climbing right now. Yeah. And I don't think we're reaching the golden age of, you know, 84 to 88. Um, but it's, it's certainly higher than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of great players in the league right yeah. now. Yeah, and a lot, lot of young really ones, so young. it's going to be going on for a while. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's true. All right, well, um, we will be watching some basketball this year, at least four games. You're all welcome. All three of you who are listening to this are welcome to come with us. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that's, there went my listeners. <laughs> true. There, there maybe won't be many wives who sat down and said, I, I wonder what listen. Jason Green has to say. Yeah. About so they're talking about the Lakers and Deflate Gate. I'm all in. <laughs> uh, but there will be some people. Ken, thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm uh, calling him out by name. Yeah. I'm looking through my magic, <laughs> yes. my magic glass. Yeah. Magic mirror I, from uh, was that romper room? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for sticking out so late. Um, it's now eleven fifty. Yeah. Wow. So, I have to wake up in four hours. So thank you for that. You'll, <laughs> you'll be thinking of me tomorrow, cursing my name. I will. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming in. And uh, me, I will give you guys, if there's any pertinent updates to give on Jason and his uh, daddiness at home, I will give you those. Otherwise, you can you know, know how he's doing when you're watching the Rams and the Lakers win or lose. You'll know. What, what kind of good or bad day Jason's having. That's painfully true. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Okay. So that is the end of the fork in the road episode with Jason green, who again, I appreciate him coming in. So thanks, Jason. I'm assuming you're listening to this. Uh, thanks Heidi for letting him come down and record this. Uh, I won't thank the kids because they're, and they're in bed. They don't know any different. But uh, thank you all for any any of you who stuck it out and listened to that. I know that uh, sports talk isn't for everybody, but there was really like that was the perfect conversation for us to have. And there are some basketball fans out there, so you probably stuck it out. So thank you for listening to The Fork in the Road. Again, I will give you all of the rundown. Uh, you can find Daddy Unscripted on Twitter under Daddy Unscripted. Uh, You can find Facebook, Daddy Unscripted. You can go to the website, which has all of the episodes and some older blog entries. And I'll still be doing some writing here and there, which is daddyunscripted.com. Please, please, please go onto iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. Those reviews help me so much in potentially getting into the new and noteworthy section and bringing a lot more listeners to the podcast and bringing us more and uh, more excellent guests to be able to speak with. And I would really love it to keep kind of going in that direction. So, so leave a review on iTunes and hopefully we can kind of keep that ball rolling Uh, again. uh, Thank you so much for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.